Welcome to Transparent Homeschooling with Carla Givens. This is the podcast where we talk about the real moments of homeschooling, our struggles, our triumphs, and everything in between, where we encourage each other and where hopefully you will gain some knowledge and experience, maybe laugh a little. Um, So grab a cup of coffee, and I'm excited for you to listen to today's episode. On the show today, I am talking to Christy Gaffari. She is, um, she's a a young living consultant. She has her own, um, her own website called chrischops.com. She, where she encourages, she just encourages homeschoolers. She shares her story. She, I've always admired how open she is about just her life and her love for Jesus and just everything going on in her world. Like she's just, she wants to share it because she wants to help other people. She knows how important it is for us to um, share our struggles and our joys with each other, to share how we get through things, um, to gain wisdom from people who have gone before us, and to to use the advice that we get from each other. And she just, she knows how important that is. And so she has, it's kind of been her mission lately to really help homeschoolers. And so I'm just really excited to have her on the show today. I actually did not know her all of all that well before having her on the show. We met each other, um, a few years ago at church. She, we went to the same, same church just for a little while. And, and then I think she found somewhere else to go. But, um, so we, we've known each other for a few years, but we never really crossed paths a whole lot. So we didn't know each other really well, but we keep up with each other on Facebook and we're in some of the same homeschool groups. And so, um, I was just really excited when she said that she wanted to be on the show because I just knew just from seeing all of the wonderful things that she does for the community. I just knew that she would be a great person to talk to. I knew that she would have a lot of encouraging words and just hearing her talk about her kids and, their lives and the reason for homeschool and just how she balances everything. Um, I just know you're going, you are going to gain a lot from this episode. So thank you so much, Christy, for being on here. I really enjoyed talking to you. I love that we have really connected over the past week or so. Um, that is what this is all about to me is just making connections and helping people and showing the love of Jesus. And I know that that is where your heart is too, Christy. So anyway, I will get going with the episode now. Well, I do feel like I should say we had a lot of technical difficulties. Like I have had to do the most editing on this episode than any other, and I am still learning the editing process. So there may, there may be times where it sounds like one of us was cut off a little bit, or we just jumped right into the next thing. But that was just me having to edit out a lot of, can you hear me? Can you hear me? (laughs) Because there were, there was a lot of that where, um, we had some internet connection problems, but, um, I tried my best to make it flow. And, um, I, I think, I think you're going to really enjoy it. So without further ado, here is episode with Christy Gaffari. Christy, welcome to the show. Thanks. 
I'm Thanks so happy. I'm so happy to have you on here and for you to take time out of your busy, busy schedule to join us, which we will talk about in a little bit. But first, introduce yourself and your family. Okay. My name is Christy Gaffari, and we um, live in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. My husband's name is Michael, and we have three children. They are Peyton. She is age 11, going on 15, for sure. <laughs> and my son, Grant, is in fourth grade, and he is almost 10. And my daughter, Cora, the baby, is in first grade, and she's seven years old. And Michael and I have been married for 14 years, and um, I met him here in uh, Nashville area. So we love it here, and we plan to stick around. And um, We've always known that uh, we wanted to be a homeschooling family, so it's been in our heart since the beginning, and I'm super excited about um, answering anything that you have to ask me about that. I know you're so knowledgeable, and you do so much for the homeschool community, so I'm really excited to have you on here. You're going to have a lot of yeah. good things to say. <laughs> Thank you. I have a lot of opinions to share. <laughs> Let's get started then. So, um, well, well, how long have you homeschooled and how did you decide to homeschool? Okay, so I don't know exactly how to count that because I believe homeschooling starts when you bring that baby home yeah. uh, from the hospital. Although they're infants, obviously you're not teaching them in the very, very beginning, but as soon as they're learning their colors and their um, counting little things and you're telling them how to speak, you know, that to me is innate organic parenting um, and then that carefully flows into teaching as they grow so I mean if you want to do it by grade school let's say since preschool I've been homeschooling my firstborn so she is you know so that would be a total of eight years now we've been homeschooling if you can't preschool in kindergarten she's a sixth grader now so I guess we'll say eight years <laughs> I love that you put it that way, though, because that really makes it more relatable that really anybody can do this, because when you bring that baby home, you're already homeschooling. So I really like that you put it that way. That's well, good... I feel like that um, there's like this, um, there's this magic change in mentality when the child reaches, you know, five or six living in America, uh, the way the mentality is, is okay, I'm going to send my send my child off to school so that I can um, so, so he or she can get a good education, but they've been getting an education up until this point anyway with you. So who's to say you need to send them away? You know, to answer your question about how I got into it, um, my husband actually read a book. Um, it's called The Weapons of Mass Instruction. Have you heard of that one? I have not. It's by John Taylor Gatto, G-A-T-T-O. And um, he actually read it. I didn't read the whole thing. I, I heard it on Audible. Um, because I was busy with a nursing a baby, you know, I, I, I didn't read very well during that time period. But, um, you know, the book really changed our mentality about education in general. And, you know, it's, it's about the, the government school systems and how they focus to create a manageable, you know, worker, a manageable employee, um, like the common folk um, who go to work and they punch a clock and they're basically being groomed for that type of life. Technically, the development of self-reliance, independence, you know, um, developing your own companies and, and 
doing your own thing, you know, being self-employed. So that is part of the reason why my husband got interested because he was like, oh no, you know, I want my children to be their own boss and I want to um, teach them that. And I don't want anybody making little um, common workers out of everybody. So that was his angle. My angle was the heart of the children. I, and I mean, it's his angle too, but um, I want my children, we want our children to be raised with the strong biblical foundation that we have for our family. And we know that we're not there. You're not going to get that in the government school system. So it was very important to us that we started that young and that we continue it all the way through their education. And we, we, we frame everything from the biblical viewpoint, but we also teach them about all the world cultures mm-hmm. and the other um, th- methodologies and thinking and religions out there. They're very aware of that. In fact, we're surrounded by it every day in our neighborhood. So it's really interesting how, um, how that has all lined up in our life, but we still have that common foundation and belief system because we homeschool. And, and that was very important to us um, from day one. I love that. So we actually do the same. We, I like to teach about different cultures and religions, but can we explore that a little more? Because I've actually had people ask me about that through our, um, curriculum that we use, Memoria Press, that's one of the things that we do. Like Everett's going to start Greek mythology next week, but I've had people, you know, Christians who think like, are we, should we really be doing that? Why would you teach that? So what is your take on that? Well, my take is if you are, if you are living in the society we're living in, you're faced with it no matter what. And I think that it's very important that you that you establish a foundation for the children, but then you also respect the foundation from other cultures that they've established mm-hmm. in their world, because it's just as important to them, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah, living absolutely. in India or living anywhere that as it is to us living here. And um, I don't believe it was. it's fair to tell the children, we believe this, because we say so and then throw them out to the world and then they get out there maybe you know high school college age and they're like oh my goodness all my friends don't think this way you know Mm -hmm. they they think about another religion and why is that why didn't you tell me about that mom I mean I want to equip my children for the world you know and the Mm -hmm. world that they're going to face and so like I said um, the neighborhood that we live in is very diverse and it's amazing that we have been placed in this neighborhood because we are often faced with diverse thinking in religion specifically. We have children coming that play with my children and they see my Bible verses all over the house or they see uh, the memory verses that they're learning or the big timeline I have on the wall that starts with creation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're like, what is that? You know, so it gives us opportunity to tell them and a lot of these children haven't even heard the creation story, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to me that even as young as first grade, fourth grade, well, we, we, we've been living here since my oldest was um, five. Okay. So she's grown up with some of the same kids now for six years. And um, we've had the opportunity to have major discussions with universalists, um, Shintoism, and um, Greek Orthodox, Mm -hmm. and 
Catholic <laughs> and um, atheism all in my neighborhood. Wow. And so um, I feel like I have no choice but to explore these things and to tell our children how they differ yeah. from what we believe and why, you know? So yeah. it's very, it's very real to us. And what's really exciting to me is that the children are, are um, they're loving and kind and open, but they're also very much, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're, they're resolute mm-hmm. in their belief system already at such a young age. And I know that's because of how we've, you know, raised them since they were babies. <laughs> Yes. And it's, you, your own belief system, even as a child, is so much stronger if you do understand other cultures and other beliefs. And if you are able to explain your beliefs in a way without, um, I don't know, I guess without being derogatory towards towards others with being understanding. I know this wasn't on our list to talk about, but this is good stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love <laughs> it. This is good stuff. No, and that's so important that your kids are around that, but that you're there with them because in... Oh. in in some schools, I mean, and it's good. It's good to be around diversity, but it's they're able to navigate that with you, and you can you can help guide them and show them how to relate to these people and how to witness the, to these people, how right. to be friends to them. Like, I think that's amazing, and that's such and good schooling right there. And we we don't necessarily know what goes on in a regular school system because we're not with them. Obviously, they're, they're you know they're away from you all day long when they're going to the public school system or even to a private school, you know, but when they're here and you're pretty much involved in, in most areas of their lives here and there, you know, um, they come back and they tell you things. Oh, I talked to this person today and this happened. And, um, and I'm glad that they feel safe enough to talk to us about it and that, and that we have already established, you know, that, that um, just, just that other people don't, always think the same as we do and that yes. is okay and that's yes. very normal <laughs> such an important lesson to learn too there's some adults that need to learn that <laughs> <laughs> right right and if um, we were all the same this would be a very boring world <laughs> exactly exactly god made us all different for a reason that's awesome okay let's see i feel like my next question is just pales in comparison to what we just talked about but um, okay. <laughs> Um, so the next question is, does your natural teaching style match your kids' learning styles? And if not, how have you, or have you had to adjust that? That was really fun, uh, discovering that when my, I started researching homeschooling when my firstborn was about three. <laughs> and I started going to the Teaching Them Diligently conference that comes to Nashville every year. And I've been to it every year since I think I skipped one year. So it's been, it's been every year because I love it. It's really good for me, you know, and the getaway of it. And anyway, I'm a planner. I'm a very much type A personality. But one of the things that I learned about in, I think, I think the book was called learn your teaching personality or your learning personality. I was reading through that and I discovered some things about myself and I was, and I was thinking, Oh, well, I don't know how to apply this yet. My child's only three, you know, we haven't done much of anything, but, um, as they've grown and as, and as I've grown (laughs) and developed, I have realized that my girls are definitely like me. They're very, um, they're methodical. They're type A, they like to check off, you know, the check marks. And, um, and so we get along really well they like to do it the way mama likes to do it. And that's fantastic. But then I have a boy sandwiched in the middle. (laughs) 
and he is not like us and his teaching and learning style is very different than ours. So the Lord, the Lord did it that way to keep me humble, no doubt. And that's good because um, that's how things have had to change up is with my son. So I've had to be more creative. I've had to be more active physically for him. Um, in fact, one of the best things that we figured to let him practice his spelling, he's a baseball player, and he would take one of those like, kind of like a tennis ball or a bouncy ball, and he would throw it up against the wall. I don't know if you've ever heard of playing wall ball, mm -hmm. but you, yeah. throw it, you throw it against the wall and they catch it in their mitt. And every time he would throw the ball and catch it in his mitt, he would, he would spell a word. So mm -hmm. spell the word shape, you know, he'd yeah. bounce it, bounce it S, bounce it H, bounce it A, yeah. and so forth. And I'll tell you what, that boy would have done that all day. Yeah. <laughs> And, and he is a great speller. <laughs> so you don't need to buy a spelling curriculum. Just, just find fun things like that to do. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was not my idea. Although I think, I think the wall ball thing may have been on my idea, but I heard a lot of ideas from other homeschooling moms that said the boy or any child who needs to be active, you know, you just have to let him, you just have to think outside of the box. Yes. which is yeah. not my learning preference, right? So <laughs> I had to really change things up for my son. And I still do. I still do. I mean, every day is a struggle um, because, I, you know, I, I, you can't operate your homeschool room like it's a traditional classroom. Um, you can try, which I have tried most yeah. of my – every year I try. And then I realized real quickly that it isn't going to work because the son <laughs> needs different yeah. things than the girls, you know? So um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I will say that that is the one yeah. thing, you know, that has really um, not, not melded with learning personality and his learning personality. But the girls and I, my teaching personality, I meant to say, versus their learning personalities. Um, he's the one that makes a little bit of a challenge. Do you have, have that same problem? Um, Charlotte is very much like me, and she loves to learn. She loves reading and history. Like, we have a great time studying together. Like, we like to read things together and discuss, and we can just sit and and talk for a while and we could we could do some subjects all day long everett he is very well he's very much like i just want to check everything off and get it done so i can go and do what i want to do but yeah. i have to to or in order for it to be fun for him i have to make it fun so like today i don't know if you saw my post in the transparent homeschooling group but i made up i made a um, obstacle course around our living room we have a really big living room so i just made an obstacle course they've been having trouble following directions you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they, that they hear my directions, but they're not listening. So I was like, okay, well, I made an obstacle course, but each time I would give them specific directions, like maybe five or six directions in a row, but I would only say it once. And then they had to do it exactly the way I would say it. And I would be very specific, like hop on this leg around these cones and frog jump two times in the purple and red hula hoop, but two times in the yellow and green hula hoop. And then um, roll this way on the mat, wow. sit in the chair for this long and like bounce the ball this many times, like things like that. 
And they did it. They loved it. It was so much fun that they were, so we counted it SPE, but then they were also learning because they were really having to listen and to try to remember what I would say. Yeah. And I would not, like I would say it one time and that's it. You have to remember. Yeah, you'll have to watch the videos. We had a lot of fun with that. And then sometimes we'll go outside and um, like you, like you said, with your wall ball, I'll throw, he loves soccer and basketball. So I may let him shoot the basketball and then I'll ask him a question or yeah. something like that. Or um, they like competition too. So I'll roll a soccer ball as far as I can in the front yard and they'll both have to race to get it. And then whoever gets it first and runs back, like I'll ask them a question and then I'll ask the next, next person a question or, or just things like that. So that's good. I need to do that more often with all three of them. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That sounds I, fun. They love to, I mean, I feel like I would have a hard time only schooling one child because we do so much, we do so many games, even though they're different ages, I just find ways to incorporate what they're learning. Like, and we do some subjects together, but even sub subjects that we don't do together or, or the same, we do it together, but not the same books, like they're like grammar, they're on two different levels, but we would still play a game with buzzers. I got some buzzers from the target dollar spot and we would play a game and I would ask a question and whoever buzzes first. And, and answers it get, gets a point on the board and they just I don't know they just love stuff like that they love to be competitive and I think it's good for them we we do we do, we do a lot of math relays on the board yes. That's good too. And even flashcards are competitive I don't know whoever can say it first you know as you flip it up I'm like golly we started, and that playing, is we started playing war with flashcards and they they like that too oh my gosh what so do you use math math flashcards? So we use the math flashcards. So my kids are actually, so Everett's two years ahead in math and Scarlett's not like, she thinks that she's bad at math. She's really not, but she, she's a little bit slower just because she thinks she's bad at it. So anyway, they're doing the same, they're on the same math level. So we'll do, we'll do like multiplication and division flashcards. And you know how you play war, whoever has the higher number, but, but it's whoever can say like what, what they're like six times eight tell me what that is five times five tell me what that is who's is higher and then that's that's who gets the stack you know what I mean and yeah. they have to see how fast they can do it oh, but you, could, you could do that yeah I guess with addition subtraction I mean anything really yeah we could do that with multiplication for my two older kids because Grant doesn't have division down but he has his multiplication down so yeah. <laughs> we could yeah. just do that but that's a good idea I need to make a note <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that one. Yeah. See, that's another thing I love about these podcasts. I've already gained so much wisdom from people and I've already incorporated some of it into my homeschool. When I was listening to your, the, the beginning part of yours, your, your zero episode one, mm -hmm. I was immediately taken back into when I used to really listen to podcasts like consistently. I love it. Like yeah. that's how I read books these days is audible, you know? Yeah. So it's the same idea because I can always multitask, right? You can clean, you can <laughs> empty the dishwasher, take a walk, whatever. So that's how, um, I get things done and I feel great because I'm, I'm feeding my mind, you know? Yeah. So as I was listening to your podcast, I was like, man, I need to get back into podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that you have said and even said it in this podcast episode already that you're type a how does that help or hinder you in your homeschooling okay i would definitely say that it there's there's pros and cons to it mm -hmm. for sure um the pros are that things are systematic in my homeschool you know i'm pretty organized 
when I get myself there after procrastinating, then yeah. I usually get organized. Um, I like to, but because of my type A, I, I do, I set the bar high, but which challenges my children, which mm -hmm. I think is a healthy thing. Um, but I always am very encouraging too. That's my personality. So those things are the pros of it. Mm -hmm. I would say the cons are, again, I have very high expectations yeah. <laughs> and that needs to often be set much lower. Um, yeah. In fact, I read a whole book about that, like lowering your expectations. Um, and, and, and cause I'm easily irritated when my expectations are not being met, which is a big con, you know, when mom's irritated, it's not a happy home. <laughs> um, so um, I definitely need to relax more and go with the flow more and play more and have fun more and smile more, you know, because I'm very like get her done yeah. type of personality. And so I would say those are the two ways. I mean, there's, there's plenty of cons, but you know, I tend to focus on, Oh, I need, I need to just relax a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more, you know, my kids yeah. will all probably raise their hand and say, yes, mom, that would be <laughs> Well, at least you know, and you're working on it. <laughs> yeah, when I, when I want to um, face the music, I it's always comes back to me. It's like all of that could have been avoided if mom, if you had just chilled out for a minute, you know. Yeah. So, and I'm working on that. It's a constant prayer and the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. So, um, I'm very much praying for that every day. In fact, when I wake up, that's how I start my day. Is um, if I'm in the shower, if I'm having my Bible you know, quiet time or whatever. That's my prayer is like, Lord, I, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit would fill me with a renewed, just refill me with his love and joy, the fruits of the spirit, love and joy, peace and patience, patience, <laughs> patience <laughs> and, and goodness and kindness and gentleness. Gentleness is not my strong suit. And of course, self-control. And I have been praying that every, I mean, maybe not every day, but that has been a prayer of mine for a long time, really probably since I became a parent. Yeah. And, um, you know, they say you don't really know much about yourself until you have kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that is definitely, um, I, I can attest to that. I yeah. thought I was a, a nice, gentle, calm person, but <laughs> when I had kids, I was like, Oh, Oh, things are not as they seem in my heart, you know, and it's really That's when I, you start pulling back the layers. Yeah. <laughs> right. You become a totally different, stronger Christian. If you, if you dig into it, you know, yes, and, absolutely. And embrace it, you know, and let it refine you, which is yeah. what I want for sure. Yeah. Me too. Love that. Well, what curriculum do you use and have you tried anything that did not work? I love my father's world and um but I'm also someone who enjoys variety so I don't know why but I tend to like I do my father's world and then the next year I do something different but then I come back to my father's world the next year and then I do something different <laughs> wow. and then I come back to my father's world I have done that ev consistently every other year and the reason why is because I um, as the kids change, as they grow, you know, you can tell that they might, I'd like to try something different with them. And so yeah. that's the beauty of homeschooling, I yeah. think, is that you can, you can try it. And then, yeah. you know, if all else fails, go back to what, you know, works. So it works really, really well for us. And I love how it's a 
it's a it's a unit um, family group setting um, we do bible and science and history music and art all together um, we read a lot it's living books mm -hmm. which is you know very important and i'm very passionate about that you know and mm -hmm. literature based yeah. learning um and then the children uh, based on their levels you know they have their own level of math and language arts and Mm -hmm. foreign language so I love that and um, but I'll tell you what didn't work for us <laughs> is um, when I enrolled them last year in they in a tutorial um, the reason I did it is because I I wanted more me time I needed at least one day a week where I could get a break yeah. which I think is very natural to feel right being a homeschooler you're with you're at home and you're with your family and children all the time um, and I had just started an outside job over the past couple of years, not an outside job, um, a side business. Mm -hmm. And I needed some time, you know, just for me and for my stuff. So I put them in a one day a week tutorial and they did fine, mm -hmm. but I didn't like having to answer to someone else's curriculum. Yeah. <laughs> and so that didn't work well. It, it, it didn't work well for me because I didn't know as much as, I didn't know what they were doing. I, I wasn't aware of, of their learning mm -hmm. as much as I have always been mm -hmm. when I do it, my father's world, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but, but they did fine with it. I will say, um, IEW is an amazing program for learning how to write for the right child. It was very difficult for my son and mm -hmm. he was only in third grade and I feel like it was just too early to put him into some, to that. He wasn't quite ready. Um, but my daughter, you know, mm -hmm. she soared through it. She did really well. She was older too. And also we did Apologia Science, which mm -hmm. is um, a fantastic, rich, beautiful science um, curriculum. And we enjoyed reading the textbooks. It was great. And they did their own science experiments there at the tutorial, which was great. But it required a lap book with a lot of, uh, do you yeah. use that? Do you use Apologia? We don't, no, but okay. I've heard good things about it. It's a beautiful curriculum, and but it has a lap book, and you open it up, and you have to color and draw and write the facts of what you're learning many times over. So, again, for my son, my different personality son, he hated it. It was too much of the same thing. He's not a creative. He doesn't love to color and draw. You know, my girls loved it, but he yeah. didn't. But, you know, again, there's no way that I would have known that until we went through it, you know, so yeah. I'm glad that we tried it. And, and I know that it's a great program for yeah. the right child and, yeah. and the parent. And um, again, I just didn't like being, I did not like having less involvement mm -hmm. with my children. I needed to be more hands-on, right? So they still go to the tutorial, but it's, it's completely enrichment. It's yeah. not the core curriculum at all. Um, that's yeah. what I'm handling at home, and I definitely prefer that. Yeah, that's what we do, too. We just do enrichment stuff, but we still, which is kind of hard because we're, like, two days a week where we're out for a couple of hours, but, yeah, but I mean, it's fun, though. They have so many fun classes, and they get to see their friends, so. Yeah, and that's very important. I, I love having that as an option. And, Absolutely. Uh, We've been doing that since my oldest daughter was in kindergarten. We've had at least something to go to. We did classical conversations for three or four years, four years. Oh, wow. And then, and then we did an outside um, 
two day a week private school that had a homeschool uh, option, two day a week tutorial. Mm -hmm. And now we're doing um, a one day a week tutorial, like, like HCA, but it's yeah. um, New Life Academy. That's where we're going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard of that one. There's yeah. so many offered around here. Like, if you're listening and you're in the Middle Tennessee area, you can get in a co-op or tutorial. Or tutorial. There's so many around here. <laughs> we are so blessed in that area. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what is your favorite subject and your least favorite subject to teach? I love teaching the Bible. That's kind of my heart. And I love language arts. Okay. I like writing and composition and Grant, I love teaching my children how to read, yeah. all three of them. Um, in fact, I consider that my uh, one claim to fame as a parent. <laughs> I taught my kids how to read. And I truly believe that once you learn how to read, you can learn anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that was my goal. It's like, okay, let's get you reading, kiddo, you know? And um, we, we used all about reading curriculum and all about spelling goes alongside that. Um, it's again, it's very open and go kind of curriculum, which is speaks well to my teaching personality. <laughs> and um, it was just very systematic and it worked, you know, so um, I can't take any credit for teaching them. I used that, but it was easy. And so I definitely recommend all about reading. And then I would say my least favorite would be science. And I think the reason it's like, I enjoy the topic of science. I enjoy learning about science. I enjoy reading about science, but you, there are so many ways to learn science, hands-on experiment, yeah. you know, so many cool ways to learn. And I do not excel in that department. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing it. I don't like messes. <laughs> I don't like letting them, you know, jump and explore and do all those things that they need to do to really get this rich science experience. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I feel like that I don't like teaching it and I'll, I'll farm it out if I can. So we go to a STEM class once a week. And then they also took that apology of science last year at the tutorial, which they loved. They did love that, you know, and um, it did work well for me because I would just come home and read to them, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> but I knew that they needed that hands-on. And so, um, we're doing science though this year, full, full fledged with my father's world. And I, we've done every experiment so far. So. Oh, good. You're good. That's awesome. I like, I'm, I'm like you on science. I like it. And I, I'm okay with messes though. Like I don't mind that because I have my kids just clean it up, you know, or we do it outside. That doesn't bother me. I, a lot of the experiments they do though, I have trouble explaining it to them. I'm like, hang on, let me look that up and see why it works that way. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the science that we're doing this year is master books and it, I mean, they really like it and it has some really cool like experiments and things to do in there, but it's not open and go like everything else we're doing. I have to plan beforehand and I have to make sure I have the materials and things. And that's just sometimes just too much. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> so have there been any, any major struggles in your homeschool journey or has there ever been a time where you strongly considered them putting into putting them into private or public school um I would say that the only major struggle has been with my son like I've already mentioned being a different learner than the rest and being a boy and just wanting to do his own thing 
and you know he feels outnumbered at home yeah. because it's it's two sisters and mom and you know dad's working my husband does work from home often especially this past year yeah. but um uh that would that our biggest challenge is him you know especially when he was really young up until about this year like he's doing so much better this year okay. uh, he's in fourth grade but he has just always really fought the just having to do school and and the system of it all that i have to come in and i have to fulfill this and this and that he doesn't like being told what to do in general but then you know a lot of that has stemmed from i believe a behavior issue in him and so in this last year that we've been at home like covid and during all of that um we my husband and i have been really working on uh parenting him and and really cracking down on our discipline in in creative ways because he he um he was starting to respond more when we would take away the privileges that he had and um i think because he's older now he's got more rationale happening and so that's been my biggest challenge since yeah. day one is just the behavior of my son, my middle kiddo, who doesn't really want to have to sit down and learn or basically do anything that he doesn't want to do. Right. Yeah. Um, last year I had, I had a crying session with the, with the Lord. And I was like at my wits end. And I said, God, he's in third grade. And I mean, I, I'm doing everything I know to do and I know I'm failing in so many ways, but Lord, something's got to give because, because, because he was, um, he was really a detriment to his sisters and their schooling as well. Yeah. And, you know, my husband and I talked about it and, and we said, you know, if this is going to continue, it's not fair to the sisters and we got to, we got to make a change. Yeah. And we had a talk with him and we told him that, and we said, you know, if, if this continues, then we're going to look at putting you into a school. Cool. Well, he, he want, he, he didn't like that idea. Um, and so I believe, I truly believe though, that the Lord has just, um, grown him quite a bit, developed him and, and we've cracked down on our discipline in a, in a good, healthy, loving, right way. And all things seem to be better. A well, lot better. And so that's a huge answer to prayer. And I will say last year, um, I have, been a part of this big Facebook group. Most homeschoolers are probably a part of it. It's huge. It's like Christian homeschoolers or something. There's over 10,000 members across the country. And I, and I put in a pleading, like somebody help me. You know, I feel like I am in dire straits with my son and I, I really want him to be homeschooled, you know, but I don't know what to do. And I, you know, I kind of listed out details. I got, I wrote this down over 150 comments on my on my post and everybody was so encouraging and so don't give up girl and um i'm praying for you and you can do this and they gave me substantial like i mean tangible ways to you know try this or that i was overwhelmed by it i was completely like it confirmed in me through these people i don't even know on facebook that I need to keep homeschooling and I'm doing the right thing and that, that God will see you through. Yeah. It was, it was so amazing. And so at the end of, that was at the end of the year and I prayed about it. And so 
you know, so far so good. We're doing really well this year. Yay, and I'm just awesome. so thankful. So thankful because I don't want to, I, I want him here with us. Yeah, I do. Yes. You know. Thank you for sharing that because I know some others that have been through the same thing, especially with boys. It just seems harder with boys sometimes. But then I also think it's harder in public school with boys. And so I think I really think they need to be home with us, you know? I do too. too. And I, you know, if I, if I write a book one day, if I had to start all over from scratch, the, the thing that I would do differently, even with my type A personality is I would not formally instruct him even at home before the age of eight. Oh. But how am I, how am I going to know that? Right. I mean, I've never yeah. had a boy before and yeah. I have, I have a little, you know, type a overachiever daughter before him. So I just assume he's going to be like her. Mm-hmm. Um, but already looking back on it, you know, there is, there is a developmental shift that happens in children that I've read about between like, second and fourth grade, like the third grade. And I've had other friends tell me third grade was like the year where things started to improve after third grade, after third grade. And so that's what I was hanging on to, you know, I was like, let's just get through third grade. <laughs> we're, in, we're in third grade with my son right now. So <laughs> that's well, good, to hear. There, <laughs> good to hear. Well, he's so smart in some areas. Like he, so he basically taught himself to read. I did, I had this whole curriculum planned out for him in kindergarten and um, we started the first week and he could already read, I guess, from listening to Scarlett, like he had trouble with speech early on. So I didn't even realize how well he could read. And then with math, he's two years ahead in math. And I think because of those things, I did push formal school on him probably too early. And so, and like, you know, I have high expectations too. And you know, your kids, you know what they're capable of. So sometimes I struggle with, oh, he's only eight. You know, I know he's working two years ahead in some things, but he's also an eight-year-old boy with an eight-year-old boy mindset and all of this energy. And it's just hard sometimes. It's hard to know. It's hard to have that balance of, well, I know you can do this. Do I make him sit and do this? Or can I just let him be a boy? You know? (laughs) I agree a hundred percent. And I think as, as young and new moms come along, if they, if they listen to, people who are just a few years ahead of them and even people who have grown children that have shared, you know, in their books and in their podcasts like this. I mean, that's what these are for, right? It's to help people take some advice and try it out. The thing is, is that you, you just, you're just so worried. It's like, I'm like, am I going to mess my kid up? You know, but you're not because we are given, this is a calling. This is a lifelong journey. It's not over after third grade, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. okay, if you don't get it this year, we'll get it next year. You yeah, know, and we exactly. just, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I'll tell you what, I don't remember anything I learned in third grade. Do you? Multiplication. I remember I was so excited. That's all though. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember being really excited to learn multiplication. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> So I do remember that. I do remember that. So Wyatt and Juliet, I'm already have a different mindset with them. So like with my older two during the preschool years, I was very like, oh, you have to, I I would check off all the things that they would have to learn before kindergarten. I would constantly be looking up what do they need to know and what do other kids know? And with my younger two, I'm not like that at all. I'm just having fun with preschool and I'm not you know, they don't know as much. Well, I say they, Juliet actually loves, you know, she's a girl. She loves school, 
quiet. He doesn't know as much as the older two did at his age, but he's enjoying it. He only does, he only does school like maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, but he enjoys it. So yeah, yeah, we definitely, I mean, you're, it's like you're, it's like you're, um, you're getting a do-over with the last two. I know. I know. (laughs) know? My first two are so close in age and then there was a gap and now it's like the younger two are just, I know what to do now, you know? (laughs) That is so, that's, that's cool. I love that story. (laughs) My, my, um, I have, I have, there's five in my family. I'm the youngest of five and the first three were all close in age. And then my parents waited 10 years and had two more. Oh, wow. And I'm the baby of that, you know, the second half. And so my siblings are 15, 14 years older than me. And they have always said, our parents were different parents when you were born than when we were kids. And I, and I can totally understand that because this is what we're discussing right now. Yeah. You learn so much. It is. It really is. Those poor first kids. I I was a first child. So (laughs) well, yeah. Well, my husband is an only child and which is real similar to a first child, you know, so yeah. that he, you know, and I was the baby. So that makes us worlds apart. Yeah. <laughs> but that might be why it works well for us. I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. We're pretty so. good. Com- um, you know, um, what's that word when you, you compliment one another really well. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. Thankfully. Thank you, Lord. Yes, absolutely. Let's see. Oh, okay. So let's talk about your like internal draw that you've had to help homeschoolers. I absolutely loved hearing your story or reading your story when we talked the other night on Facebook. And um, I actually had never even seen your website before. I knew that you did Young Living, um, but that's all that I knew. And I just love to hear your story about that. So go ahead and share that. Okay. I am. Yes, I, I am a, I'm a Young Living member but I became one because I was looking for health in a natural way for my own body. And it started in five, four, four or five years ago now. And as I have been, I, I'm, I wouldn't call myself a 100% crunchy, no. um, totally organic, holistic person, but I, I definitely lean heavily on that side. And so health in my body, health in my home, health in my um, home school is, is how my vision got started for my blog and my, and my site, my website. I want to encourage other like-minded homeschoolers. Um, and, and, I, and I like to say homeschoolers because I relate so well and they relate to me because we're, you know, you and I, we're in this together. We understand the life we're living, which is at home with our children, you know, schooling them. Um, But, but I want to encourage people to find peace in their house and in their health and in their homeschool. I mean, I don't know about you, but I had three kids and it was pretty chaotic a lot of the times when they were babies, you know, it was a lot going on. You have four, I can only imagine. Oh yeah. Um, and so the chaos is part of it, you know, I mean, you can't deny that it's part of being a family. It's part of parenting and learning how to be with your kids and understand each of them. It feels chaotic sometimes, you know, oh, and yeah. stresses people out. And so my desire for my own personal health um, was to get 
peace and my health and my body. And, and so it, it started through using essential oils and non-toxin products. But then um, it goes into other aspects of that. It goes into your, your, your home and how and what you're bringing into your home, um, non-toxic cleaning products and um, changing out, you know, the artificial candles for the healthy essential oils, you know, those types of things. And also you can use all those same things in your home school. So those things are all so intertwined. And my goal is to bring peace into all those areas of, of my life. And I share that with everybody. Yes. And then the, the ultimate, the ultimate piece is within and that's through spending time with our heavenly father and i do that every i don't do it every day but i try to do it every day mm -hmm. and when i do that every day it sets the tone for more peaceful atmosphere in my home every single day and so if i'm sharing that with friends mm -hmm. and i'm sharing my healthy um non-toxin cleaning products with my friends and then my my healthy non-toxic health supplements you know also with my friends and it all integrates into the homeschool because you give your children healthier products see it all it's just like this big giant ball of what we do at my house <laughs> yeah i love it that, does that make sense absolutely and so that's how it all came about in writing about it. It's like, I just got to get this stuff out there. You know, I, I love Young Living because they are the purest essential oils on the planet and I trust them. And, but that is one aspect of it. That is only one aspect. Um, everything else plays into the choices that we make in our home, you know, and what we allow in our home. And um, so I'm just a big advocate for pure things as pure as possible as God intended in nature. And um, I talk about that, I blog about it on my website. And that is, I don't know if I, I mean, that is the vision. That is the reason behind it, but also mostly just for encouragement. You know, I, you know, at the end of the day, what, what do I get out of it? Well, I feel like God will use me to help someone else and encourage somebody else in whatever part of life they're living in that moment. And, and, and that's why I do it. So if you could go back to the beginning of your homeschool journey, um, knowing what all that you know now, would you have done anything differently? You already talked a little bit about that, but I know you have more to say, so go for it. I would say that I would let my firstborn child take it easier in the kindergarten and first grade, even second grade levels, because she was my first, I kind of pushed her. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully she liked it, right? But she had to grow up quickly because she had two more coming behind her, right? And so that's just like you said earlier, one of the things of being the, the firstborn, you know, that just kind of innately happens. But um, what I would also do more, if I, if I could go back, I would get on the floor and play with my children more. Mm. I feel like that was something I never did well. And um, they're, they're growing up now. In fact, just last night, my first grader, my seven-year-old Cora said, mommy, when are you gonna play with me? 
And my first response, <laughs> my first response was, oh, I have to do something. But, and then I stopped myself mid sentence. And I realized because I had, I had gone through these questions you and I are discussing tonight and I had written this answer down and I thought to myself, oh my gosh, my baby wants to play with me. Yes. And here I am saying, if I, you know, could do anything differently, that's what I would have done more of. So I put down my phone, you know, cause I was working, but I was like, come on, Cora, let's go play. And I went up there and I played with her and I, I wish that I had done that more. And I know a lot of that has to do with the personality of the parent, but, um, and thankfully they had a grandmother who was really good at that. She would get down on the floor and play with them a lot. <laughs> and I think that was God's grace, you know, cause I knew that I wasn't much good for that, but, um, I'll do that with my grandkids, hopefully. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and at, because the boy, you know, he, he was always so active. Um, I, I would have tried to read more to him as a baby because he might have enjoyed reading more as he got older. Um, he, he's a good reader now, but he doesn't love to just sit down and grab a book and read. He's just not that kid and that's okay. But if I could have read more little boyish books with him and I tried, but I feel like that I could have done it more. Um, yeah. Yeah. And definitely, like I said before, more relaxed because I am a type A personality. I wish that I could have relaxed a little bit more and just had lower expectations, which I already said, you know, that those are, those are the things that I think of often and I'm still using it today. I'm like, just, just chill out, Christy, you know, yeah. let him, be, let him be kids. Like you said, he's only eight. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh, thanks for sharing. Well, you know, I think no matter what though, even if you had sat in the floor and played with them more, there would still be something that you wish that you had done differently or that, you know, cause we're just, we're not perfect and no. we can't do all of it. We can't do all of it. Right. <laughs> I was never good. I was never good at playing with toys. Like I'm not, I feel like I'm not that great at playing with toys, but I've, with my older two, I would always do craft projects with them. Mm -hmm. And with my younger two, I have not been, I've realized going into this year that I haven't done any of that with them because I've been so focused on my older two and their school. Mm -hmm. And so this year with COVID, we're at home a lot more. So I've really been able to do more of that. And I've realized how much my younger ones like to do craft projects. So we had that good. this year, but <laughs> that's so good. Right. And you know, that's part of it. It's like the, um, the ebb and flow of life, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, when it may be feasible for this season, but maybe not ne the next season. Um, that's okay. If we can maybe come back to it, the following, season, you know, and cycle through it more, you know, that's, that's always good. So, yeah. um, we can't beat ourselves up for it. Just, Absolutely. Yeah. Make, make, uh, hopes and plans to get there next time, you know, yeah. and I write a lot of post-it notes, by the way, to remind myself oh. to do things. <laughs> I, have, I do too. I have three on my computer. That's what, that's like my system is post-it notes. And then I check them off. <laughs> I do too. I do too. <laughs> Love it. All right. I need to get off soon and put my kids to bed because it's late and they're in there just watching TV. So what is one piece of advice or encouragement that you have for new homeschoolers that are listening? Okay. I just launched a six day homeschool readiness challenge and I'm really excited about it because it answers that question. And um, I walk people through the things, the simple things that, they need to think about and do to set themselves up 
for homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like the state requirements, the, uh, your, your personality, uh, mm -hmm. your teaching, their learning personality, things like that. Yeah. And um, I had so much fun making that and it was like a labor of love. Yeah. So you can check that out. My six day homeschool readiness challenge. It's on my website, chrischops.com, but it's also um, my Facebook group that I manage is um, called provisional homeschooling. And there, what that was created during the quarantine because it, it, the word provision is, is something that is provided in the interim for uh, this strange quarantine season we've been in. So that's why I created it for everybody who's like thinking about homeschooling, but they don't really know if they want to homeschool and they just want some info. And so I have, it's, it's an open, I mean, it's, it's private, but you know, anybody can join. Yeah. And um, I try to provide help in that, in, in that homeschool, I mean, a uh, Facebook group for a lot of people. And then I would recommend a couple of books. It's called Relaxed Homeschooling by Mary Hood. Have you read that one, Carla? I'm not. I'm going to write that down. It's an oldie but a goodie. She, um, she's one of the pioneers in homeschooling. And I read that, and it's just this old version that I bought, used on Amazon. And it's still available. So um, I, I have the link to it on my website. Um, I also would recommend the three R's by Ruth Beechick, and um, the three R's are reading, writing, and arithmetic. Those are the things you should always focus on uh, in the beginning, especially like up through even sixth grade, really. Mm -hmm. If you just focus on those things, um, that'll provide the foundation for learning, and then they can get into all the other stuff later. Um, and then the most recent book that I've read is called um, The Call of the Wild and Free. Oh, I've Ainsley. heard of that one. I want to oh. read that one. It's by Ainsley Arment, A-R-M-E-N-T. And I'm listening to it on Audible. Thank you so much, Christy, for being on here. I know that everybody's going to really gain a lot from all of the things that you said. And I know that I already have. I'm going to link everything in the comments or in the, um, in the show notes. I'm going to link uh, her, her website and her Facebook page and all of the books that she recommended. I'm going to link those in the show notes so you guys can check those out. And she's, she keeps freezing up. So I'm going to try to see if she can say bye. But thanks, Christy, for being on the show today. Can you hear me? Okay. Can I add one more thing, a sentence? Yes, go for it. And I would mostly recommend to um, have fun with your kids and to just enjoy the process of the entire homeschooling environment that you provide for the family overall, such as um, playing with them, going outside with them, taking nature walks, and just embracing it as part of your lifestyle and um, just having more fun in general. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Christy, for being on the show. Thank I you for having me, Carla. Have a good night. Okay. Get those kids to bed. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Good night. Bye.